You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And joining me now on the Locked On Longhorns podcast is my guy, Mike Harge. He does his own show, The Harge Knocks Life. Uh, Very fantastic Listen, if you are a Texas Longhorn fan, I highly recommend that you check out his podcast as he talks all things Texas Longhorns related around the 40 acres. But I wanted to bring Mike on because I want to talk about, you know, let's talk baseball because baseball is coming around the corner. Of course, Mike Harge is, is a great, fantastic guest for that. Just for the simple fact that you played baseball, you're going to be calling the Frisco Challenge. You're going to be calling the Round Rock Challenge upcoming college baseball uh, tournaments in, in Frisco and Round Rock. So who better? But I wanted to get your initial thoughts, seeing that Texas in most of these preseason rankings are coming in the top 10. I think the, the highest I saw was number nine uh, when it came to the USA Today coaches poll. Uh, you think nine's a good starting spot considering how they looked last year going 14 and three in the 17 games that they got to play? Yeah, I think it's fair. I think it's fair. First off, thank you for having me on. As always, I always love chopping it up with you, having a good time. But as I sit here and I think about the season and what to expect from this Texas baseball team, being at number nine is really where they should be. Uh, because if you put if you put them in the top five, then you start looking at things a little bit differently. You get a more pressure on you. If you're just outside the top five and you're in the top 10, there's a lot of good baseball teams that are out there that are going to have a chance to run to Omaha. And as I look at this Texas baseball team, the fact that Austin Todd is coming back, the fact that Zach Zubia is still here, the fact that this pitching staff is going to be stronger, older, more mature pitching staff, I think that's a perfect place for this team to start. And then you throw in the youth that they're going to have. Uh, Everybody's gotten older. Everybody in the conferences have been, they got to return a lot of people. Obviously Bryce Elder is going to be a big miss. Um, He's an amazing pitcher and he was there Friday night bulldog that would go out there and you knew what you were going to get. But I think they're putting together a great team and they'll have an opportunity to show some people the depth that they have. Yeah. So the recently the coaches put together their preseason rankings and their preseason, they're all preseason conference teams. You had Ty Madden named as as the pitcher of the, of the year. Uh, he it's looking like he's going to be your Friday night guy. Uh, I would assume, considering he pitched Saturdays last season. Uh, you feel good with Ty Madden getting the bump in the in the first game of the series, kind of set the tone, so to speak, like uh, like we were used to with Elder. Absolutely, because when you start to break everything down and you say he, he was a Saturday starter, so he's right there. He could have been the number one. He could have been the guy that that was the ace of the staff. You need a guy that's going to go out there and challenge bats right away, set the tone and be able to get the team in that fighting spirit. Ty Madden, it was a, a top recruit coming out uh, of high school. We thought he's going to be a, a guy that's going to get drafted eventually. So you want to go out there and, and breed confidence into your team. And the best way to do it is taking like Bryce Elder last year. He became the guy that was going to be the one taking the ball right away. Yeah. So uh, obviously you brought up Austin Todd. He's going to be a big, 
big part. What about the uh, Big 12 came out with their newcomer of the year, Mike Antico, who's coming over from St. John's. Uh, what do you think about him adding that bat to the lineup? Is he going to be uh, – is he going to fill in as far as helping out with, you know, the big cat, Zach Zubia, Austin Todd? Uh, does does he kind of fit where Eric Kennedy used to be in the lineup? How, how do you look at his addition to the team? Well, I mean, you brought up Eric Kennedy. Eric Kennedy is going to be one of the fastest players in baseball when you look at it. And then you bring in a Mike Antico that can come in. That's a veteran. He's done a lot of good things in his conference. I believe he was actually player of the year in the conference. So you're adding that to the University of Texas with the experience and all the bats that they have. This is the biggest pickup in the, in the to me, in the nation that no one is really talking about except for guys around here like yourself and me. I'm impressed with the way that they do this. I'm impressed with the, the, the use of the transfer portal, but I'm more impressed with the fact that you look at the, they were able to pull this off in a time where COVID was running rampant and you get a transfer to come in because he had another year of eligibility. And now he, you're going to plug him into the middle of that lineup, possibly at the top. I mean, Eric Kennedy could bat leadoff. Austin Todd was the leadoff guy. And now you also have a guy like Mike Antico in the outfield that could run thing. Hell yeah, I'm impressed with this team. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I think I think a lot of the a lot of what they're doing and adding him, that helps a lot. Uh one guy that that I'm really excited about, and I know David Pierce was talking about him on Friday. Uh, he was talking about Tanner Witt, and he's gonna come in, he's gonna focus on pitching, he's gonna hit too. Uh, but I think with the loss of Zach Elder, they need to find another quality arm. I think Tanner Witt, a guy who could have gone in the uh, MLB amateur draft this last year, he didn't. He decides to continue on and, and come to Texas. Uh, you know, where, when you look at him, uh, where do you think he kind of fits in the rotation slash bullpen? Is he kind of one of those middle relief guys, or do you think he could get like the tail end of the rotation when it all starts up? I think he can get. I think he believe. I, I believe that he can be at the tail end of the 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 weekend starter. But the biggest thing for me is how fast is he going to mature? How fast is he going to understand the speed of college baseball? The ins, the outs, the ups and the downs that you're going to go through. I mean, he was a top dog in high school. I mean, we've seen what happens to all those top dogs. It's just a matter of being able to roll in and understand your role, do the things that you need to do, and learn the consistency. That's the biggest thing that everyone never really talks about is how consistent can these kids be when they come in and, and they were expected to be high draft picks. They were, weren't were expected to even be on the 40 acres. But now that they're here, how are they adjusting to college life? How are they going to be able to bang back every weekend and know that every pitch is going to be an intense pitch moving forward as a division one university of texas baseball player because the goal is omaha and if you're at the university of texas that needs to be your goal well we ready for some football we got the super bowl coming up kansas city chiefs taking on tampa bay there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust we're talking betonline.ag Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for your 50% welcome bonus. Talking NFL games, much as the Super Bowl, 
You got all the top college basketball games coming up. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbooks experts. Get more of the sports news that you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts the Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from all local experts. Start your day with the all the sports news you will need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, no, uh, I think when you're at the University of Texas, that should be the goal. That should always be the goal. Uh, I kind of wanted to talk about you. you at the very top, you talked about the expectations and the pressure when you're a top five team. Does a team like Texas Tech, who seems like they're constantly up there, they're they're the big, they're typically the top team in the Big Twelve as of late. Uh, are they going to feel that pressure this year? Can Texas put the pressure on Texas Tech this year to kind of take over as the top college baseball team in the state of Texas? Yeah, I think that obviously. You become you you get pressure when you're not used to being there, right? Mm-hmm. And lately, Texas Tech has been there, so yep. this is this is an expectation as well. We talk about being on the forty acres. The expectation is to go to win Omaha. You, you're not worried about anything else. You're gonna win the Big Twelve. You're gonna go to Omaha and you're gonna win Omaha, and we're gonna put up some trophies again at the University of Texas. That is what Texas Tech has become. That is what they have built. That is who they are as we speak. And Coach Tadlock has this thing rolling. He gets it. He understands the psyche of each baseball player. And the kids that he recruits, he recruits them to understand the Texas Tech way. I had the the privilege of calling uh, their games last year at the Round Rock Classic. They lost the first night to Tennessee. But every game after that, they came down and you you would have thought, I mean, they had a great turnout, number one. But number two, the atmosphere that they created on that baseball field. And I like to call them, I played professional baseball for 13 years. So I used to call them those guys dirt bags. Not in, not in a bad way. That's an enduring term when you're playing baseball. And the way that they played the game, the, the, the grit, the grimy, the I will take your head off to get this run in. That is what I liked about watching Texas Tech play. Coach Tadlock, like I said, he has this thing rolling, and that is the expectation as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I agree. I think, you know, when you look at Tech, I mean, they. I think last year they were 16-3. and three. They're up there. Texas is up there. Who are some of the other teams that we got to really watch in the Big 12? Because I kind of feel like Big 12 baseball has become – over certain years and much like the big 12 basketball is that there's so much talent in this conference that you've got to, you've got to have it week in and week out when it comes to playing these tournaments. I mean, we talked about Texas at nine TCU at 10 West Virginia at 14. You got Oklahoma state. They come in at number 20 Uh, and Oklahoma has been pretty good, you know, over the last several years with their baseball program. Um, is there, in, is there an easy out when it comes to playing baseball in the Big 12? There is no easy out when it's playing baseball in the Big 12. And you brought it up. Oklahoma is a team that, yeah, they're not getting all the accolades right now, but they're tough. They're pitching staff. Skip Johnson, former Texas Longhorn pitching coach. Skip Johnson is putting that team in position to win because he's going to have good arms. Yeah, he lost his frontline starter 
But so did Texas. Texas lost their front line starter. So what do you do? You reload, you go back in there and you get guys ready to go. And I'm excited about Big 12 baseball because of the things that you just said. You just rattled off the rankings of all these teams heading into the season. Big 12 baseball is here to stay. It's going to be a problem for other teams. And more importantly, it's going to make the Big 12 talked about every single day because of the talent that is in this deal. You look at the SEC, what they got a team that's ranked sixth, seventh, and eighth in the country. Texas is ranked ninth, tenth in TCU. I mean, this is going to be a fun year for baseball, more importantly, because everybody's team is older mature wise, but not in classification wise because of the new the rule that they uh, put in last year. And we're going to get into talking about, you know, you've talked about the round rock challenge, the Frisco challenge. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, but I wanted to get your thoughts on who kind of stands out as far as Texas, like who's your player that's going to be your MVP this year. I kind of want your preseason pick for your your Texas MVP in baseball. My Texas MVP in baseball is going to be Eric Kennedy. Eric Kennedy is a player that has continued to grow each step of the way. Every year the kid seems to get better. The one thing that he needs to do is kind of goes back to what we were talking about with Tanner Witt. Learn to have consistency at the plate. Learn that a lot of things that you are doing, you need to make sure that you bring that approach every single day. He's had his highs, he's had his lows, uh, but that one thing you can tell me is Eric Kennedy is going to be a gamer. Another guy that you're gonna probably wanna pay attention to is Pete Hansen, the lefty. That kid has, uh, he exploded on the scene. He became a household name. And I think he's going to increase his value even more this year. Yeah. Um, you know, Hanson's a guy that, you know, I've kind of like kept in the back of my mind. Like he's a guy to pay attention to, you know, all those years when you're talking about Texas baseball, when they were going to the college world series, when they were getting to Omaha, they had one thing and that was a, a legit closer. And we're talking about Houston street. I mean, we know all about Houston, you know, it's well-documented. Do you think that Duplantier could be that guy um, or eventually become that guy as the closer uh, for Texas baseball? Before Mike answers my dumb question about Duplantier, and you'll find out why here in a moment, I want to remind you about Built Bar. Head on over to BuiltBar.com. Use our promo code LOCKEDON. You're going to get 20% off your next order. We got six new flavors. They're non-nut flavors as well as nut flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream. You got the apple almond crisp, coconut almond is fantastic, mint brownie is fantastic. Head on over to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for 20% off. Bars are great for the health-conscious guy. You can help maintain your weight, lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat, and the best thing is they're great for the keto diet. A cookies and cream is 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com, use a promo code to get 20% off of your next order. Again, go to BuiltBar.com. Now that 2020 is mercifully over, it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to the Lock on Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. 
They are picking college basketball games, NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast wherever you get your podcast. Eventually, but uh, I don't know if everyone knows this yet, but he had Tommy John surgery. So he's going to be out this year and things are, you know, they can eventually get better because of that, because of the Tommy John. But he was a kid that um, I had a bunch of high hopes for when the season was getting ready to go and being the closer. Now, the biggest question is going to be who is going to be the next arm to step up in that situation. Uh, This Texas bullpen, they're going to have a lot of opportunities and there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to get their chance to be it. One of the guys that I really like is Tristan Stevens. Tristan Stevens has a lot of movement on his pitches and, and he can sink the ball, move the ball in and out and make you feel uncomfortable. Cole Quintanilla is, uh, is another person that I've been waiting to take the reins from everybody. And I hope that 2021 is the year that he takes over. But losing uh, Duplantier is, is, is a big, big deal. And I hope for everything to work out for that kid so he can come back even stronger. Yeah, uh, Duplantier was definitely a guy that I had on my radar, unfortunately, uh, like you said, he had the Tommy John that I wasn't aware of uh, as I'm preparing for the baseball season. I know we were doing a lot of baseball talk here. I want to get into what are your some of your thoughts on, you know, you're doing these challenges, whether you're talking about Frisco, Challenge, Round Rock. How is baseball going to be different this year with COVID-19? And, and what do you expect to see uh, in those two tournaments that you're going to be calling? Well, the most important thing is people being in the stands. I want to be able to see people in the stands. Um, if you're gonna if you're gonna shut down things on the indoors, you shouldn't shut things down on the outdoors. So I'm hoping to see a lot of fans out because one thing I do know about college athletics, period, is the fan participation and the energy in which they the players get from the fans. So I'm hoping to see that. But most importantly, I'm I'm I want to see people that have matured over the years. I know I've talked about that a lot, but when you look at teams that they're returning an Austin Todd, for example, Austin Todd, what is this 12th year senior right now? I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> you uh, know, he's been around for feels a like it. I mean, he's Van Wilder. He's right, Van right. Wilder. Just don't want to leave college, man. So I'm hoping that he can get an opportunity because that team last year for the university of Texas was 14 and three. As the season ended, they looked like a team that could challenge for Omaha. But unfortunately, the season ended. I mean, uh, so I'm looking forward to that. I want to see some of these hot young studs that are that everyone's going to be talking about eventually. I want to see um, how good Texas A&M is. They're going to be in the Round Rock Classic. And I want to see how good Texas A&M is. They have good pitching. They have some power hitters. I want to see how good they're going to be. And when I go to Frisco, I want to see what exactly what it is about DBU, Dallas Baptist University, that everyone's talking about because they're putting guys in the big leagues and not a lot of people talk about that little hidden gem in Texas. So I want to see what they're about. I'm just excited that these kids get an opportunity to go out and play uh, a game that is outside and they still have to deal with the COVID. They still got to deal with the protocols. But with these expanded rosters and this expanded, you know, you have a lot of players on the team. 
how many games are going to be interrupted. And I'm hoping none get interrupted when I'm doing these games. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the unfortunate part and the thing that's kind of prevalent in college sports nowadays. Uh, but I think we'd be remiss not to do a little bit of football talk. It's been a little bit since me and you talked about this. I just want to get your overall thoughts on the staff now that it is in place. And then how excited are you for Casey Thompson? He's finally going to get his shot, at least to win the job, a fair shot, and to be the starter heading into next season under Steve Sarkeesian. Patrick, I'm so excited for this coaching staff. More importantly, I'm more excited for Casey Thompson. This guy has done everything he needed to do to get his opportunity to be on the field. He was calm, cool, collected when he did get his opportunity. I don't care if they felt like Colorado was already out of the game or not. You still have to execute. And we've seen how hard it is to execute sometimes. And for him to go out for a guy that didn't play a lot, Texas was, what, ahead by like seven points it was still a game at the time he took in uh, that he came in but he took off and the game got out of hand quickly and I was I was proud to see him do that uh, as far as this coaching staff I think he's done a home run hires I, I know that we can talk about well they got a lot of players from Alabama I mean the coaches from Alabama perfect good they were winning championships why not bring them to Texas let us see what we can do with those guys I think what he has done overall is galvanized the university in the point that he's come in and talked direct. He didn't talk in riddles. And you and I have talked about that before. He wasn't talking in a circle. He wasn't trying to act like he was the smartest guy in the room. He let you know what he was trying to do. And everything that he said thus far has been on the money. It's not like he's overthinking things. It's not like he's, trying to piece together an answer to where you look at him and say, what the hell did he just say? He's letting you know what his mission is. He's opened the border, the, when I say the borders, he's opened the state up to all these Texas coaches and he lets them know that, hey, we wanna keep guys in state. And I know every coach says that, I get it, but he's actually working towards that. He's offering kids, he's offering the top linemen in the country, he's offering things to people that we're like, well, why the hell didn't we offer this kid? Or why didn't we talk to this kid? Or, you know, you're sitting there like the offensive lineman, like how do you not offer the top offensive lineman? And it makes you wonder, did we not offer the Brockemeyers <laughs> because of the fact that he's off, he's offering to these top linemen and guys that we didn't even hear about five stars. And they said, I, I didn't never get an offer. Those are the type of things that I'm, I'm happy to see. And I hope he continues with this momentum and, and I'm excited for Texas fans. The one thing that I've been saying, and I will continue to say, please be patient. Don't expect everything to happen. This is a marathon. This ain't a sprint. And I think the way he's lining this up, I think we're going to be good for the near future. Yeah. To your point. Yeah. I mean, talking about a Zach Rice, number one offensive tackle in the country, never heard from Texas until Kyle Flood got there. The number two guy, the number three guy, again, none of these guys heard from Texas until Kyle Flood got in there, started offering these guys, which is a smart move. But I think you go back to your point about not talking in riddles and not being the smartest guy in the room. What I think he did as the head coach at the University of Texas is he humanized the position. And, and I say that because he's authentic and he, it, you know, it's it's one of those things where somebody could ask you about your past and you could try to shuffle off, you know, avoid the topic. He's very open. He's very candid. Like, look, I these situations, 
they made me who I am. And I think that's good because when you're talking to these kids in today's game and today's world where mental health is so important, you have a guy who's been there that you can actually relate to. And I think that helps a ton for the, for the kids, for anybody around, you know, they can go to him and, you know, kind of work it all out. Uh, Mike, I appreciate you hopping on as always. Make sure you're listening to the Hard Knock Life. Get that on podcast, uh, wherever you download your podcast. Also, follow Mike at HardballHards on Twitter. Mike, as always, thanks for uh, jumping on with me. Always enjoy chopping it up with you. Anytime you need me, I got you. All right. There you have it, Mike Hards. That's going to do it for me, um, and I will catch you on Monday. Hook them.